following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. I guess we're going to have to have that discussion today. Once again. Yeah, once again. Once again. again. It doesn't feel like the the fan base is as split as it once was after last night's loss to TCU. We we had some people, uh, some resignation from some people that have, yeah, they finally, finally jumped off that bandwagon. It's now, now the split comes down to respecting what he did in the past as in winning a couple of Big 12 championships in the Elite Eight run mm-hmm. or just ignoring that and saying, nah, it's all bad. And I think that's ridiculous. That's a little ridiculous. Welcome into the game. Mitch Fortner, David G, and uh, Big Steve is once again with us across the glass. Uh, Troy Coverdale again is uh, out. He's out for the whole week. Uh, a little bit of a change to the schedule. We were not going to have a live show tomorrow. Uh, we were going to do a best of because I had to go to uh, was going to go to Topeka first to Manhattan High Basketball, uh, but it, it seems like they've ran into some staff shortages because of COVID nineteen. So they've paused basketball practice. They've paused the game that was supposed to be played tomorrow. The two games. So uh, we're going to have a live show nice. tomorrow. And it, it, there is going to be a lot of Texas Tech talk in there, getting mm-hmm. ready for the Saturday game. Even though that now sounds like. Uh, the buzzsaw has arrived, as in the next four games for K-State. Uh, optimism, way, I, I wouldn't say, is very high. Sorry. Go ahead. Is there any way we could postpone? That? You know what I mean? Like, and, and just like just a couple days, it just feels like, I mean, the immovable object's just headed towards us, man. The inevitable, you know? It just... It stinks, man. This stinks, dude. Well, you just created enough content for those of in the social media world at K State Athletics because you know John Kurtz was making this argument after K State football lost Arkansas State, and then they're going into Oklahoma to play a game, and John was like, "Can we just postpone this one? Is can we get you know, can we make the COVID excuse? Can we just not play this game and not have to deal with this right now?" And then what did K State football do? They went in and made that. Incredible comeback. Uh, but you know what? I would say K-State men's basketball is a little bit of in a different situation than uh, what that football team was uh, last year. It's, it's a different situation. I, I first just want to bring this up. This was a very telling, if not, I mean, we we're already kind of feeling this way anyway, but it was very telling because, first of all, what is the deal with that right wing three-point line with like 10 seconds to go because the K-State women and the K-State men both lost their games Tuesday, Wednesday in very similar fashions. It was uncanny how similar it was. And it came down to a three for the opposing team on that right wing knocked down to win the ball game. However, did everybody notice that we saw very different reactions from the K-State fan base? Absolutely. The reaction to the K-State women's loss was an absolute deflating uppercut to the gut. Like your wind had been completely taken out of the sails. It hurt. Mm-hmm. It stung. It did. It sucked. Yeah. To watch K State, who was battling that whole game, had lead a lead for pretty much that whole game, besides like twenty three seconds, lose that game to number nine 
Iowa State. The reason it hurts so much is because that team is great and they're going to be fine. That's one loss. It doesn't ruin the season. K-State women will go into Lubbock on Saturday and stomp the Red Raiders, the Lady Raiders. Not worried about the K-State women. Jeff Mitty's squad is doing just fine. Tough loss, but it's not a backbreaker. The loss last night for the men, the reaction, what I got was, figures. Mm -hmm. That's about it. It's happened before. Right. It's happened in many different ways as well. The losses have come in many different ways. I've seen about every tweet today make many points. It's hard to come up with something original here on the show to kind of explain how everybody's feeling, the reaction from the game, and what was taken away from the Cats from that loss. First of all, Marquise Noel, I thought, played his ass off. Man. Seven steals? Seven steals, which tied a Big 12 program record, uh, a conference record. Yeah. I mean, that record goes back to like 89 or something like that before I was even born. Marquise Noel has been the most fun player to watch, in my opinion. He scored 18 points. He hit four threes, four out of his, I think he took seven triples in that game, and he hit four of them. Um, and it, and again, it wasn't a perfect game. You know, coming down to those last two minutes of the game, Marquise Noel scores the final field goal with like a minute 45 to go, and then you have a couple of turnovers, a couple of missed layups, you miss a three-pointer, a lack of execution in those final two minutes. That determined... Not only the results of that game, but probably the future of the head coach. Mm-hmm. It's tough to uh, it's tough to make a defense on why we should continue down the road that we're going right now. Um, this isn't fun to watch. It's not fun to try to make excuses for anymore. It's old. That's the difference. Is the ca- the women's basketball team is uncharacteristic for them to make a bad turnover, miss a bad shot, an open shot. Yeah, a sequence of mistakes. It's uncharacteristic. And miss shots, yeah. It is characteristic of this men's basketball team. I saw, you know, a lot of people like, hey, you got to stick behind them. Of course I'm behind them. Of course I want them to win every game. But you call it like you see it. That game was brutal. It was like in middle school – when you watched two kids fight at lunch that didn't know that don't know how to fight, and everybody groups around and you look and you go, "Oh, this sucks," and then they get taken away and the game's over. It was no one could hit a shot, and then they came in and they stole it in at the end to, to, for the ultimate gut punch. They stole it at the very end. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my eyes. It is a sad day. It was a uh, evening. It was a sad evening to be a K State Wildcats fan. It was awful. Both teams shot poorly. <laughs> Um, both teams were missing free throws. I, I brought it up in Mitch Pond. These are the two worst shooting teams in the Big 12. And if when you're K-State and you're trying to build a resume, you're trying to scrap this jigsaw puzzle together that's already missing a couple of pieces, you're scrambling to find that puzzle piece wherever you can around the house, the TCU game was maybe, possibly, finding that jigsaw piece. That would have been K-State's best win of the season. Yet, TCU, they might not finish in the top six of the Big 12 this year, despite having now a a 10-2 record. 
and K-State let that one slip away. The future was already not looking great. I'm talking from the from the schedule, yeah. from where the schedule stands right now. There was temporary happiness, I suppose, you could have gained out of that. Maybe a little bit more optimism, but that easily could have been short-lived. I mean, what we're talking about right now is actually a conversation we could easily be having on Monday or Tuesday about the future and where this program is going. It's not looking bright anyway. We talked yesterday about how this is such a must-needed victory because the next four games are tough. You don't win that game, and yet the next four games are still tough. Nothing has changed. All that could have been changed, really, was a win or a loss and no longer being winless in the Big 12 standings. But now K-State is 0-4. There's been a lot of a lot of comparisons like between uh, like Asbury and, and Woldridge about you know where this is going and yeah the the record is a lot worse but those guys Asbury and Woldridge did not have you know any Big Twelve championships that's where it stings and there, there's been that whole argument all day long you know about how it needs to be done now I and I, I don't see the firing being done now it, it seems inevitable that it's going to happen at some point now but. I, I don't see it happening yet, but just from last night, that game was so needed for a victory. It had to happen. There was no if, ands, or buts. It had to happen. You got to win at home. You got to beat TCU. You, 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 needed to, you needed to sweep TCU at this point, no doubt about it, and it didn't happen. Moving forward, the optimism with the fan base, I would say, is zip, and hopes of postseason play have have gone up in a poof. They're not going unless they run the table. You know what I mean? Like what? Well, Kel- I'll give a shout out to Kellis Ronette, who's coming up at five ten. He brought the point, trying to add a little bit of optimism for this season. You know, going back to the, I'm trying to get my my years right. I think it's the ten eleven season when uh, when K State went to the NCAA tournament and lost in the second round to Utah State. About how that team started two and five in Big 12 play and went on a pretty good run the rest of the way I think finished around wait though wait pulling senior season yes you're you're gonna make the point I was gonna make yes okay so we beat Utah State we lost to Wisconsin I'm sorry yes our our arch nemesis but I didn't mean to step on you but it's we had Jacob well I appreciate the correction yeah yeah yeah. Mitch you uh, (laughs) corrected Mitch I'm correcting Mitch now. There you go. <laughs> it's just Marquise Noel is the closest thing we have to a guy the, like that. The transfers are carrying this team. Yes. We've seen way too much over the years of the recruits that Bruce Weber have been bringing in. They transfer after a couple of years, and, and now with the transfer portal being what it is, and Bruce now trying to build a, a team that has the contributions of transfers, you know, they don't stick around too long either. There's been that's another thing. There's just been way too much turnover yeah. uh, with this team really over the last you know, five years or so, uh, even with the the successful teams, but it's now a string of three years of just poor basketball, not winning games. Futility, it, 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 yeah, and it doesn't. It hasn't been getting better. I mean, yes, you can argue it's getting better, and you could even argue last night K State made a stride where you know they didn't have the giant lull, and when they were down, they fought right back. They held leads off and on. There were you know there was five lead changes in that game last night. You know they didn't have just that really poor run of not scoring for five, six minutes, you know, and that's happened. And a team, the opposing team goes on a run of like 14 to two 
Didn't happen last night. Right. K-State fought back, but it was you know TCU. They wanted it more than K-State did last night. We've seen in the past where I'll play this audio later, but uh, you know Mark Smith and Marquise Noel really went to bat for Coach Weber last night, mentioning how you know that's not on Coach Weber. That they were all ready to go. They were they were ready to uh, ready for everything TCU brought at them. Uh, but when it comes to situational basketball and down the stretch, you know you need a big play, final minute of the game. You need to come up clutch and hit a shot. That has had that's happened very little. Mm-hmm. In the Bruce Weber area, I mean, you could go back to the first season and the NCAA tournament game against LaSalle Ugh. and how how ugly that was. There's been a lot of ugly finishes in this era of basketball for K State. Well, still to come, we do have Kellis Robinette coming up at five ten. Yeah, it just sucks that K State just a, a few more plays and it goes K State's way. And we're not having this as negative conversation right now. There's one play. It probably happens next week, though. One play ahead. in my mind. I'm sorry. I keep stepping on you, dude. But I'm. it's one play in my mind. Coming out of a timeout, they know that TCU is going to press them right out of the gate. And we turn the ball over. You know, what is going on? There's a lot of things you could point your finger at and say, that's why – a win didn't take place. I would look at the free throws. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's and, true. Uh, you know, 11 for 22 is is not acceptable. Not good. Davion Bradford goes 2 of 8. Um, and that's another thing. You know, Selton Miguel, Davion Bradford struggling. It feels like K-State is trying to go to war every day. And they're just, you know, they're getting contribution from maybe six or seven guys. And uh, it's not exactly consistent contribution no. uh, throughout the game. Uh, also still to come, you know, we do have the number one song of the day. David G's Ask Us Anything. We're going to try to liven things up, though. Jeff Mitty coming up at 440. Going to talk about how the Cats are going to spank the Lady Raiders in, in Lubbock coming up on Saturday. But up next, it is a Thursday. And Big Steve's Do They Know It is next. Every high school Ooh. sports program called They Want Their Soundtrack Back. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, Mitch, I know you've heard that song. Oh, of course. A thousand times. Now, the real question, can you name that one? It's not in the show, but let's do a little like extra. the name of the quick. song? Well, yeah. everybody knows it's Remember the Name, but who's it by? Oh, I have no idea. I know. Uh, uh, hold on. Jadakiss. No. <laughs> so this is actually... <laughs> Only ever one release. This is Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Ah, is it really? But ah. it's his side project called Fort Minor. Oh, is it and really? It's off of the only album that? they ever put out under that name called The Rising Tide. And Tide oh, is spelled T I E D. Boy, my, I know Mike Shinoda. I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Dude, with the heater. Dude, <laughs> is that what this is going to be like? This, this, do they know? Is that, we'll is, just have to see, man. Ooh, wee. I'm getting ready now. That Wow, Mike Shinoda. Shout out to him. It is uh, time for Do They Know It, hosted by Big Steve. Take it away. They know sports. They know jokes. And even best dating advice. But we're going to test their knowledge of music, movies, and TV shows right now on Do They they Know It. I feel like we should be giving dating advice. Absolutely. According to the intro, David G, off the top of your head. Yeah, uh, communication is key. Um, and hey, you're a team. Don't butt heads work together. 
two heads better than one. Solid advice right there. Absolutely. Well, he's going with marriage relationship advice. I was just going to give a little dating advice oh, about how, like, first date, uh, <laughs> don't go out for food. You're setting yourself self up for a big check that you're going to have to pay and you might not see this girl ever again. I love that advice. Uh, the dinner date is too stilted. You you need to know someone before you go out and stuff your face with food. Go to the park. You don't have to go to the park. Walk around City Park a little bit. Listen, if you want success on a first date, I, I'm not talking like, you know, like nightcaps or anything like that. I'm talking about just like enough success for a second date a little bit of alcohol involved. We'll oh, loosen yeah. you guys up. Oh. You're going to have a lot more fun. It's going to be funnier. Nice. Yeah. yeah, just hammer about 13 or 14 beers and then go and be like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? What's up? <laughs> Want to go out for a second date? <laughs> that's how I got Are Sarah. you drunk? Are you, <laughs> did you have 13 beers that's before how you I, came yeah, Well, that's how I got Sarah. I go, Hey. You want to go on a second date, babe? <laughs> Five minutes in, and she said, yeah. <laughs> hey, not yeah. everybody finds their soulmate like David G. That's right. Hey, That's right. Dude. Well, last, Steve, take it away. Yeah, let's go. Well, last week, if you remember, Mitch actually lost for once. Wow. So wow. today's going to be either the start of his losing streak or Mm-mm. just that one-off game last week, and he's Mm-mm. back to I ran into the Cincinnati Bengals. I ran into Joe Burrow and... And uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know why, but I'm like, I feel like Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. I, oh, you, you know what I mean? I'm a bounce back kind of rebound game for you. I just, I feel useless. And so I'm, I'm going to lose. And it, it sucks. All right. Well, How do we play? A little different today. We've got one on one since no Troy. Sage is out as well. Uh, you get three categories, movies, TV shows, music, two options, a category. You tell me what you want to hear. I'll play it for you. Music, I'm looking for artist and song title, TV's character and TV show. Movie is the name of the movie and the actor slash actress. So this week, what are your guys' nicknames? Mine is, uh, so Marquise Noel, his Twitter handle is Mr. New York City, and City has two Ys, so I'm going Mr. New York City with three Ys. Ooh, All right. Nice. I like that. Uh, cool Guy DG. Cool Guy DG. Cool Keeping guy. it simple. That's right. I'm going old school. All right. Well, last week, it was Troy and Sage on the coin toss, so Mitch, call heads or tails. Uh, give me Tails never fails. That's right. Tails never fails. That means you're going heads, so we'll flip, and we got tails, so you're going first, Mitch. Give me the second TV show. The second TV show. You got it. Listen, I was trying to buy this handcrafted mahogany wood model of a B-25 Mitchell Panchito aircraft, <laughs> and I went to this website, and this ad popped up. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm glad I got this one. This is a this is a big home run for me. That's Ron Swanson. One of, one of my favorite, if not my favorite TV character of all time, and that, of, of course, is Parks and Recreation. That, okay, so he gets two? Yep. Two points. Two okay. points. Okay. Two nil right now. Are we now. Uh, unlimited steals today? Unlimited steals. Sweet. Nice. Uh, I'll take TV3. 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 There's only two options. Oh, there's so only means... two. There's no. I thought there were three. No. Okay. Uh, TV1, please. All right. Allow me to impress upon you the severe mistake you have made. For years, my conduct has been largely benign, and yet, without provocation, you have severed our detente and forced me to unleash upon you the vengeful flames of a thousand suns. Play it again. Okay, you need it again. Here you go. Allow me to impress upon you the severe mistake you have made. 
For years, my conduct has been largely benign, and yet, without provocation, you have severed our detente and forced me to unleash upon you the vengeful flames of a thousand suns. Uh, SpongeBob Plankton. <laughs> oh, that was actually that's kind of leaning towards that, but I can't remember the voice. I uh, I have no idea. I don't have a guess. Let's see here, Johnny Bravo. No. That is Klaus from American Dad. Oh, oh man. Dang. I haven't seen enough American Dad. To, yeah. To oh. you, you really should watch it. It's a good show. Well, I've seen show. it before, but you know. Oh, All man. right, Mitch, back in your control. I'm up 2-0. Uh, give me the first song. First song, you got it. Why don't think you trust oh, yeah. In this is jacked up, man. What is this? It's the luck of the draw. You can cut it. He knew it. That's system of a down. With chop suey. I questioned it for a second. I was like, "Yeah, you did." Chop suey. Don't the, the song title not in the song? It is not. It is not. Dave. But G. I know my rock and roll. Your move. You've got both movies and the last music option. What would you like? I'm like quit. <laughs> Sick and tired of this this riffraff, this uh, this dog and pony show we got going on here. Are you guys gonna give him the easy ones and you're gonna give me the hard you gonna give me the, the guy. He just happened to pick them. You're the one that went TV You know what I, you know what know I'm know gonna it. pick? You know what I'm gonna pick? Your coffin. Because I am tired of you. <laughs> okay, so you're up four nil. That's good. <laughs> You know, I loved Toxicity. That was a great album. Oh, it was amazing. And you know what's wild is it's like so anti-government. like government. It yeah. was the number one song on September 11th. Did you know that? September 11th, 2001, it was the number one song in the – or it was the number one album in the country. Yeah. Wow. It was such a fantastic uh, – anyway, okay. So it music, like won awards for the number one album in 2001. Ab- absolutely. God, I loved those guys. Where'd they end up? Um, music two. Come on. All right, here you go. Keep my hands on myself. MGMT. Oh God, Rebel for Kicks. <laughs> is, I'm, I'm no I idea. I am done with this game. This is stupid. What is it? All right, that is "Feel It Still" by Portugal the Man. It's one of those songs where you've probably heard it thousands oh, yeah, of times, absolutely. but you never would have guessed what it was or who it was by. If if his if his if this movie if his movie is in the IMDb Top 50, I'm going to pile drive you. I swear to God. Well, wow. <laughs> getting violent on the game today. There's right. one, we, we found out there's one easy and one pretty hard yeah. in each category. Um, and they're all like in the 2000s. <laughs> Give me the second movie. You got it. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? My ninth sick day this semester... <laughs> It's getting pretty tough coming up with new illnesses. If I go for 10, I'm probably going to have to barf up a lung. So I better make this one count. Hmm. I'm going to steal. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
God, I don't, has anybody ever ever saw this movie before? Like, no, I, I think this is one of those indie films that indie uh, that, film? that's a. It, what it was is a kid that was in film school oh. made this, and at the end it goes black and it says Finn. You know, <laughs> it is like yeah. totally art art school. Sounds stuff. like a movie from the sixties. Yeah, oh. that's where mm. that's what it is. Mm. It's mm. a beautiful mm. life. Hmm. Makes me sick. I can't think of what it is. I know. This is brutal. Ha, joking. I'm faking sick. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I need the actor from you now. Oh, the actor. Hmm. I don't know. Has anybody ever heard of this person? Has he, has he ever done anything else outside of this movie? I thought he died after this. No, uh, yeah, he died immediately after this film. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. 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 I feel like uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to send me down the wrong path here. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Uh. I actually saw uh, Matthew Broderick in person at a Mets game. Was he friendly? Didn't meet him. But he seems kind of. Also didn't recognize him. Oh. I didn't know it was him until they showed him on the jumbo I was like, oh, that's a guy <laughs> sitting like 17 rows away. I loved Godzilla. No one else did, but I did. I thought it was a great movie. I want to hear the last movie. It doesn't matter. This is nothing. Well, I can win eight nothing, so I want to steal if I can. If this movie, I'm going to, man, I'm going to. You should know it. Okay, go ahead. There's no earthly way of knowing (laughs) which direction we are going. There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing. Is it raining? Uh, yeah. Is it snowing? There's uh, Willy Wonka. Okay, wait. Okay, yeah. Does it? Wait, that's not the whole title, is it? Yeah, it no, is. it's not. Uh, it's Gene Willy Wilder, Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> but he got close enough. Oh, and yeah, that yeah, is Gene now Wilder. We're, yeah, we're on the board. Close when enough. it counted, close enough doesn't count. In, I didn't know that. Do they know it? Only counts in horseshoes and tax returns. Hey, I didn't I know it was that one before. Yeah, I didn't know it was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I had no idea. Yeah, so the one with Gene Wilder is Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Then the remake with Johnny Depp is Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Ah, oh, well, does, uh, did, movie did, did that makes sense. Only close in horseshoes and tax returns. Yeah, I just kind of, I just, yeah, threw I just it out there. Dude, just did you haven't... make that up? I just did. Yeah, no way. Wow. Okay. it's right. it's usually horseshoes and, and hand, hand grenades. grenades. Yeah. So. But you said horseshoes and tax returns, which is a totally fantastic joke. Okay, it's great. Because you could totally go to prison. All right. (laughs) The final score, Mr. New York City with three Ys, up six to Dave or Cool Guy DG two. How? Wait. Okay, TV number three. I'll take TV number three. (laughs) There is no number three. Dude, okay, what's the story? Have you? Did you guys decide to... Like, come, There's come a reason me. why I hosted uh, Music versus Movies back in the day. That's true. That's true. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised you missed so many of them. I, I can't believe I missed. You know, you at least got on the board. I so did. You weren't I shut did. out. So, so I wasn't shut out, and that's I'm good with that. Um, American Dad. I'm so upset I missed. I, uh, Klaus is a, so funny, and it just didn't click. <sighs> happens man it's like i'm like the cats man brick 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 after brick coming up at 510 kellis robinette from the kansas city star and wish hell will join us is it even possible for Bruce weber to su- survive last night's loss we will talk about it at 525 up next though really excited to once again 
have on the show K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty. That's next. The game continues on KMAN. Mitch Fortner with David G. And Big Steve was, of course, with us today. Now joined by uh, K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty. His team is now 13-3 and on the season, 3-1 and in Big 12 play after a win at West Virginia by 10 and then falling to Iowa State, the number 9 team in the country, by 3 a couple of nights ago. Coach, appreciate you joining us. And first, want to ask you about that West Virginia win. Uh, 71-61 was that final. Down 7 at the half, but then your guard play comes up big. How huge was that from those freshmen like Serena Sundell, Jalen Glenn hit those threes with Aoka Lee having those limited touches? Well, yeah. yeah. I thought West Virginia did a great job uh, inside on Lee. Only gets four, I think, in the first half. Ends up uh, getting, I think, ten in the second half. But um, you know, huge for Jalen to have the game she had. Uh, knocked down six threes. Really, really played with a lot of confidence. Sundell just kept getting better, um, hit big shots in the second half. So, yeah, it, um, you know, like a lot of the West Virginia games are just gritty, tough. They're, they're kind of strange in stretches, but um, a good win for our team. And then uh, Iowa State comes into town on, on Tuesday night with a top 25 battle. You're now in the top 25 at number 25. Uh but before the game, I mean, there was so much talk on social media. K-State fans were buzzing about this one. Were you able to enjoy the hype that was surrounding this game? <laughs> well, I, I was I was enjoying the fact that it was a big basketball game and our team had earned uh, the fact that uh, we had gotten to this point uh, in the season of where we made it a big basketball game. Obviously, Iowa State's got a good team. Um, so we felt really good about that. I, I did enjoy uh, the fact that a lot of people were talking about uh, our basketball team. Oh, I couldn't help it. I, I wasn't able to go to the game, Manhattan High Basketball at home. I was calling those games here on K-Man. But I, probably not the most ethical thing to do, but I had my phone on, and I was trying to keep up with it as much as I possibly <laughs> could, trying to do double duty there. Uh, as uh, you know, <laughs> It feels like my job at K-Man to do those kind of things, but um, – I did see, you know, the the final couple of possessions in that game and how the game uh, ended up with that three pointer that was hit by Iowa State with just a a few seconds ago. But just how tough was it to watch that happen after your team did so well for 38 minutes to see Iowa State just hit those threes down that stretch? Yeah, you know, they hit six out of seven, um, and uh, we were playing decent defense. It was not. I mean, they, these were individual players making threes now we know that jones can hit the step back three and that's always been part of our arsenal you got to kind of win that play early she she was uh may have been a little fatigue in our group um and then of course the last three with uh three seconds to go banks in so you know you uh we really did some good things on that possession because they don't just need a three there they they can take a two right and so you can't just play it as oh they need a three so they can take a couple things, and um, you know our group did a good job on the inbounds play. Denied Jones what they wanted, which was kind of her faking going out and then slipping for a layup. We did a good job on that, and then uh, unfortunately Iowa State makes the last play. I'll say this: I was I was really proud of our. Uh, you want you want to finish? We got to finish forty minutes. Uh, but I was really proud of our group in terms of that. Uh, that was a hell of a basketball game. And um, it's 
disappointing to come on the short end of that game, but um, that, that was a heck of a game. Um, I have no qualms with this basketball team and how hard they fight and how hard they try to uh, play well. And obviously, Lee was uh, special all night and uh, just uh, both ends of the floor dominating. Uh, but we had a lot of players play well in that game. Kind of going back to the West Virginia game and, and them double teaming Aoka Lee there in the paint, showing success with her being double teamed with your guards hitting threes, do you think that's really big to put on film and the rest of the Big 12 noticing you can win games even if you double team Aoka Lee? Well, I think, yeah, no question, because I think people have to, you know, you talk about pick your poison, but if if you're going to give that much help to Lee, we've got, we're going to have open shots. So, um, you know, it's an area that we just got to continue to be confident in and, and make sure that we're just going through our reads. Um, because I think, I think the, when you don't shoot it well is when you hesitate, you know, and obviously everybody knows we're trying to get the ball to lead, but we want to stay aggressive. Um, we want to stay aggressive on the perimeter as well. There's tremendous growth with our, with our team that uh, can still occur out all the years I've coached this, young group has so much potential to continue to get better from as we sit here today mid-January to, to March and so we really want to continue uh, the development in every area but yeah we got to knock shots down um, because then they can't help on Lee and we know what Lee does uh, one-on-one. Derek Young from K-State Online brought this up a, a couple of days ago just speaking with him about your team and especially Aoki Lee, he noticed how smooth Yoki can be from just in one motion, catching the basketball, turning in a hook shot, it goes in, and there's not much arc on that shot. But also brought up the question, if you could explain exactly how much Aoka has improved over the last couple of years with just that post move. Well, what I would say about her just continues to – she just has such great awareness of where she's at on the floor – so many post players, you know, they don't know if they have two feet in. They don't know if they're they're a step off the block. She knows where she's at on the floor at all times, and she keeps the ball so high and is so decisive. It's just very. It's a lot of fun to watch, um, but she just has great instincts. You know, I went back on film. You know, every coach at the other end is screaming three seconds all night long. That's all they say. Three seconds, three seconds, three seconds. And so I've gone back on film. I thought the officials uh, against Baylor missed one three-second call. Now, Nikki Collin probably said three seconds 55 times down there. Um, I would probably, too, if I was coaching against Yoki. But she knows where she's at. So when she gets out of the lane, she barely gets out of the lane and right back in. So you talk about the shot. I mean, her awareness and, and her feel in there is, is uh, the best of any player I've ever coached. Speaking with K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty here on the game, his team's now 13-3 and on the season and 3-1 in Big 12 play. Last couple of games, you've had eight total players available, Emily Ebert, or Emily Ebert rather, and uh, Simone Goodrich uh, have not played in the last couple of games. Are they getting close to coming back and potentially playing on Saturday? Yeah, Simone was uh, Simone got clear game day, so she was available. Now, how much she was part of the scout and all that, she wasn't able to do uh, uh, much with us. Um, but she was able to, to get into practice, um, and it looks like we've got a chance, yes, to have everybody uh, back on Saturday. 
Um, uh, hopefully we, we won't have any setbacks going forward. But, yeah, the plan is, and it looks like we're headed that way, is to have everybody on Saturday. Yeah, that would be big because next time we'll talk to you, you'll play two games because you also have KU coming up, coming into Bramlage yep. next week, and they're really good right now. But your next game is against Texas Tech. That's Saturday. It's a 2 o'clock tip-off. While the men hosting Texas Tech, you're going to be in Lubbock. But what are your thoughts right now on the 8-7 and seven Lady Raiders? You know what, Mitch? This is the best the league's been top to bottom. I mean, you've got Texas Tech went in a week ago and beat Texas at Texas. Um, and Texas had beaten Stanford earlier in the year, beat Texas A&M by 20 earlier in the year. And it, it, it really looks to be the strongest of any uh, of the years I've been in the Big 12. So uh, every game, I think, is going to be just physical, tough. Uh, Tech has lost a couple the last two versus West Virginia and Oklahoma State, but we just saw those two teams, and those are two of the more physical, athletic teams in the league. So um, I think this is going to be a year where, um, boy, it's just every game, all 18 games are going, it's going to be hard to say that um, nobody's going to run away with the league this year. Iowa State looks to be the best offensive team, um, but it looks to be that uh, there is strength up and down all 10 teams this year. Uh, Texas Tech, Vivian Gray, All-American candidate. Um, they've got more athleticism along the front line than they've had in past years, so this will be a big challenge for us. That's K-State women's basketball coach Jeff Mitty. Coach, appreciate your time. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Mitch, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate you, Coach. Again, that's Coach Jeff Mitty for K-State Women's Basketball at Texas Tech Saturday, and that is a 2 o'clock tip-off. We'll finish Hour 1 of the game up next. To wrap up our one, I just want to say, so far I'm really irritated by the NFL and the coaches who have been fired so far. Yeah, It started with Brian Flores. He gets fired by the Dolphins after a 9-8. and eight. Did they go 9-8? and eight? I they think they nine went 9-8. And eight. Eight. Yeah. And I, I guess Steven Rott, the, the owner, just has an issue with him, so they just didn't get along, so he fired. I was like... That's a terrible move. That's a, I think that's a horrible move. And then terrible. the Houstons, the, the Houston Texans... <laughs> the Houstons? They, they, they fired David Coley after one year. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, if if that's the case, he's dead man walking when he arrives because he's not saving that place in a year, especially with that roster. No. All right, that's going to do it for hour one of the game. We still have Kellis Robinette of the Kansas City Star and Wichita Eagles. He is kicking off uh, hour number two. His thoughts on the Cats, basketball, lost last night, and the future. That's coming up next on the game.